0: Grab them grots and get those grenades. It's time for Geek Cast Live.
1: It's a trap!
2: everybody, and welcome to episode 419 yeah, uh, of the GeekCast oh, yeah. Live. 419? It's not 419. It's 319. No, not 319. 376? What am 397? I doing? Is it 397? Three ninety seven. Christ, I can't even take a redo on that one. I'm I know on I... <laughs> <laughs> and Cartoon Joe. Oh, man, I know what I did.
3: <laughs> like I know,
2: no, 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 no. I've been thinking this whole channel. time that next week's episode is episode four twenty. Four twenty. No, it's not. and so that would make this episode episode four nineteen. Yep. Yeah. Correct. I it's just, it's just I being just recorded on <laughs> Zoom. I just zipped my own fucking head off. That's all I did. Yep. <laughs> you know what I realized is uh, we
4: probably should have reached out to Sophie Lichterman instead of to Robert Evans. Ooh. She probably yeah.
3: handles booking for him. Well, Sophie, if you you're listening, you. uh, all, uh, one of us will tweet you later.
0: And everybody's welcome on the show. Speaking of things that, I don't know, we learned or some such shit. Uh, so uh, you know how uh, science kits used to come with, like, little pieces of uranium? back in the day, and other chemicals that you probably should have ingested? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. So, um, apparently, uh, having a little piece of uranium is uh, less radioactive than one might Im- initially imagine. Apparently, yeah. a uh, cross-country flight will generally expose you to more radiation than like, just anything under five pounds of, like, uranium ores, Mm -hmm. um, as long as you're not, you know, licking or eating said uranium ore. And this is important because a cross-country flight will expose you to approximately, like, 0.035 millisieverts of radiation, uh, which is roughly 350 bananas worth of radiation. all right.
3: Scale. Which which I think is an incredible...
0: I I think it's an incredible unit of measurement for radiation. I didn't realize the bananas were radioactive and radioactive enough at the very least that you can use them as a reliable measurement in
4: just radiation. It's great. I've heard rumors, but I haven't. I I didn't know that. It's incredible. Drums.
1: Drums in the deep, some might say.
0: (laughs) 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 See what you did there.
2: Yeah, I like Uh, that.
0: Foreshadowing.
2: Hey, so I I, uh, I was hearing that uh, you guys haven't talked at all about Moon Knight at all. And so that's great because we could talk about mm-hmm. it this week. Perfect. Right? Is that true or? Yeah. More or less. I haven't, <laughs> I finally, I did find How dare that. you record without me last week?
0: Yeah, I know. How dare you go have fun without us?
2: I know. You, and it was fuck. fun too. Many yeah. stories I'd love to tell. Not sure this is the uh, forum for it. Yeah, yeah but, that's fair. but one i will tell no i actually i can't tell it i can't tell it i don't want to risk um maybe losing a season ticket sure
4: so oh, yeah. anyway
2: oh do you um, get a second
3: chance Was that
2: <laughs> no we have season tickets that's uh uh that's nice. where we went it was pretty cool Very nice. oh nice dope um what was i going to fucking talk about though this week oh the brackets that's right oh yeah how's Uh, that guys i gotta tell you this has been the weirdest bracket season of all time shocker i lost the uh (laughs) lockbox that (laughs) the bracket results were in you fuck i think i know where it is but i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna have it till next week so is we really is, is it at the fucking is it Wrigley? There's <laughs> a chance it's at the Airbnb under the bed in room two. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I haven't heard back from the landlord yet. The cleaning lady might have filched it too. I have no idea. You've but uh, if I can get the lockbox back track by next week, we will have our Elite Eight. I've heard there's been some shocking upsets, um, but uh, I, don't, shocking I, I don't have any hard fuck.
0: results. Would like to say that we should encourage our listeners to rat race the shit out of this and oh, have some sort please. of hunt, a weird Mister
2: Bean box. Whoopi Goldberg thing. Yes. Make
3: it up. Make it have fun with it. It's in Chicago. Good luck, GG. <clears throat> uh, ice water, rated or underrated? Mm. Underrated. R-rated. Rated. Rated. I think it's I think it's I think it's rated Whelmed. Yeah uh, It's just highly underrated Underrated
2: I just took I'm drinking an ice water I just took a nice sip of ice Water it it was Fantastic but That only comes around for me every once in a while When it comes to water
4: I think maybe that's why I think it's so Underrated is because I only drink Water about three times a year
2: (laughs) The summer solstice, mm-hmm. the uh, winter solstice, and during uh, the vernal year, equinox. The, the vernal equinox. That's right. OK, <laughs> I thought so. I I couldn't remember if it was that or if it was when your local tribe and troop does the midnight uh, walk among the lilies. So I didn't
4: No, the midnight walk among the lilies requires pig's
2: blood. Oh. <laughs> well,
3: I, yeah, I, I didn't
2: being I'm I'm orthodox, so I didn't know that. Mm hmm common mistake. Yeah. It's uh hey, what's It's well, in the church, the, listen, in the church of different Christ. Everything.
4: It's a, it's a Moravian thing. <laughs> uh
2: this is the kind of conversation y- you should probably expect next week, which is the first time in the history of our show that uh we have recorded on 420.
3: Praise be. Oh, I forgot about that. This has never happened to us before. I has wonder it? if we shouldn't I wonder if we shouldn't get together. I think we should yeah.
2: Like what if we did like a live Rob, what if you and I went up to the land of Illinois? The mythical land of Illinois. And then just woke up early and came to work on Thursday. I've heard worse ideas. To record a live I'm episode curious. on 420. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Who's famous and lives in Chicago that we can get on short notice?
2: Harry Carey. Uh, mm-hmm. Is he dead? He's dead. Oh, uh, I, you know what, though? You know who hasn't done anything in like four years? Vincent Vaughn. Oh, we could probably would... dial up Vince Vaughn. Uh,
0: <laughs> sorry, are you on like Vincent name base with
2: him? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, call him Vincent. Call him Vincent.
3: Uh, um, I didn't know you didn't. Well, hamburgers Royale in Paris (laughs) and Vincent.
2: Okay, see, but here's I know what he did, but because Mm -hmm. it's Joe, I have to ask, are you making a play on the fact that I said Vincent and so you pivoted to Vincent Vega? Yes. Or do you think that Vince Vaughn is John Travolta? No, I do not think that Vince Vaughn is John Travolta. Have you ever seen them at the same place? I have never. Well, I don't. Uh no, I cannot say I have ever seen Vince Vaughn and John Travolta in the same place at the same time.
4: Yeah, but I feel like they're sufficiently different that the only person John Travolta could be confused with is Nick Cage because of Face Off.
1: Mm.
0: I stand corrected. They were in the 2001 classic Thrine get shorty prime movie. Crime thriller. Crime uh, <laughs> d- thriller. Uh, domestic Disturbance. Mm. Classic.
3: Twenty-four of them on was a thumb
4: with black hair, the other, an adult Victorian
2: boy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Steve Buscemi's in this
1: movie.
3: Uh, Joe with our second show title of the night. Adult Victorian boy. What? No. Hmm. And Ryan's phone with the third show title of the night. (sighs) Go on. Adult Victorian Greyjoy. (laughs) Yes. The doom of the Iron Islands. Mm. So mode it be. I hope so mode it be. So what did what did you guys uh, what did you guys think of Moon Knight?
2: I, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it yet. And there was a third episode this week.
0: I have not watched the third episode yet, but I did finally get around to watching the first two episodes. Uh, I rather enjoyed it. I like this kind of thriller aspect uh, that they're throwing at us with uh, with Moon Knight. Uh, I don't know if I've entirely warmed up to it yet, but like I like Oscar Isaac. I think he's doing an incredible incredible job like he's acting his heart out in this uh and carrying it quite a bit um, I
4: think oscar isaac is killing it i think ethan hawk is killing it wait
0: you're telling me that's not kevin bacon no Correct. joe it's
2: not that's ethan hawk
0: I swear to God, like I, I was watching, uh, I was watching Moon Knight with one of my buddies and like we both looked at each other like, what the fuck is Kevin Bacon doing? in this?
4: Yeah, depending on the light he's in, I <laughs> it's, I, I swear to right God. <laughs> yeah. If if I didn't know it was Ethan Hawke because of the credits. Yeah, uh, I, I had
0: to stay for the credits just like to be in, sure. In
4: some light, he's James Franco and in other lights, he's Kevin Bacon to me. It's very
3: strange. It's it's wild. What he, a fucking uh, haircut. Um, it's it's going to be interesting
2: to me. How Moon Knight plays in the greater MCU. Mm mm-hmm. um, I think that the show is not going to have like a. Oh, my God, the kingpin or like that to it. Yeah. Uh I think it's just gonna be to introduce the character, but it seems I just I just don't know how it's gonna play into the future of the MCU. I, I don't think there'll ever be a endgame moment again unless it's something like like Secret Wars or something. hmm But I just I, I couldn't imagine like Moon Knight and Thor hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although they're both gods, aren't they? In a way. I, well, one's yeah. the avatar of a god. right? Maybe I shouldn't have picked Thor. It just seems
3: weird. I don't know how it's going to fit in.
4: I feel like uh, uh, every personality we've met so far is too high-strung to hang.
3: Right, like you wouldn't have him on the Avengers?
4: Mm-mm. I mean, he could, <laughs> he'd he could be, be there, but he'd be like the weird guy in the corner not talking to anybody.
2: Now they did introduce. Well, you guys haven't seen today's episode yet. Never mind. I've seen today's episode and I enjoyed it. Okay. And, and uh, Rob, Rob won't care. No, you go for it. Um, they did kind of introduce that there's or make it allude to a, yet a third personality. Hmm. Hmm. Y- you picked up on that, Joe? I did. Yeah. So, I, but they never they didn't pay that off. They like they didn't off's gun. They didn't check Chekhov's personality. yeah Yeah, today's Uh, episode was weird to me
4: i i really i agree the first two were uh i didn't love that it was 52 minutes but i loved that it was 52 minutes if that makes any sense no it does um i also rob gave me the missing piece that i didn't know i was missing when he called it a, a thriller and it was like oh now i know why we're jumping back and forth all the time inexplicably right yeah yeah, like I just I mean, for whatever reason I didn't realize it was a thriller. I was just having fun seeing the Egyptian gods and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it was another one of the Marvel stories that was like in the relatively sim- similar vein to like Legion. I don't know if you guys ever watched any of that. I,
2: I, I never watched Legion, but it is the, the it's the one like Marvel property that I didn't watch that all the. I don't want to call them pundits, critics say is like the best Marvel show. I,
0: I really like it. Uh, it spins out of the, the X-Men universe, but the the central point of uh, that story is focusing on another character who has um, uh, a lot of trauma and a lot of um, um, mental disorders. And... Uh it's it's fascinating. It gives a rarely a a really interesting perspective. And I like that they're doing um doing something similar with Moon Knight and it does really add to the the entire thr- like thriller aspect of it. And it's relatively true to what I know, like the limited amount that I know of the comic book character as well. He's he was equally like erratic and um had multiple personalities and just kind of uh, a strange fourth wall breaking character that wasn't quite like Deadpool, but wasn't necessarily like too many shades removed from Deadpool. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, of course it does.
4: Yeah. I watched, I think I made it through the first season of that film and I didn't mean to say it like, oh, it was such a chore. I really enjoyed the first season. I don't know why I haven't returned to it, but I haven't returned to it oh legion yeah it's really fucking good it's really i good. believe it would, would would recommend
1: yeah it's, it's,
0: it's almost
4: like uh i also haven't returned to i believe season three or later of the
2: strain me That's, either isn't it hmm. weird i love yeah. like vampires man it's <laughs> like my i love them and i really like incredible and I, and I loved the strain yeah. and i was and i was like fuck yeah that season was awesome all right on to something else Yeah,
4: I uh, just—I think there was like a like a long break, and I just got busy and never came back to it.
2: There's there's a big part of me that says, um, I wonder what TV I consumed that I would have loved instead of liked if it wasn't for the writer's strike.
5: Hey guys, if I told you we had a website called gcl.threadless.com, what do you think you'd find there?
2: Mm. Um pacifiers yes sundries dongles yes a, a funny hat a big funny hat
5: like a cowboy hat from like a uh, game show skit yes yeah, all like, of those things yeah you want a giant cowboy hat with our logo on it or possibly a catchy saying go to that site what's it called joe
4: gcl.threadless.com
5: it is go there get some swag hey rob
0: yes you
5: say it gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com.
2: So anyway, uh, we, uh, as I teased before the plugs, we we have a guest, and I think it's—is this our first guest of season nine? I think so.
4: I think so. It might also be our first guest in like three
2: since, years, like since I, season since seven,
4: since the dawn of the show.
2: Yeah, Corona kind of put a. A donkey's punch into having guests.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if
2: that made that made sense to me when I said it. Anyway, mm. Jordan, welcome to GeekCast Live.
3: Thanks so much for having me. Good to be here. Uh, so we f- we found you on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm.
2: What, Joe? Two days ago? Three days ago? Uh, a week yeah, ago? Something like that. Three or four and days ago. I reached out to you immediately. Just uh, man. I, you're. I dig the concept of what you're doing. And we wanted to get you on here while your Kickstarter was still live, because we want people to. Just to, to see this. So if you could, if you don't mind introducing yourself and telling us what your Kickstarter is about.
6: Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for, for having me on. Uh, my the name brother. is Jordan. I, uh, I'm heavily into the Tolkien fandom uh, as well as. Other fandoms, but probably Tolkien the most. Um, I run a podcast of my own called Music of Middle-Earth, where I break down the themes from Howard Shore's score for The Lord of the Rings. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And then I also edit for the um, Tolkien uh, Society award-winning award winning podcast, uh, the Prancing Pony podcast. So that's a lot of fun as well. Very cool. Yeah, and so this Kickstarter that I'm working on is I work on audiobooks in what spare time I manage to have. And um, what I like to do is add music and sound effects and all that stuff to just a regular audiobook. Um, And if anyone is a Star Wars fan, they know that Star Wars is probably the leading um, creator that does that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Some of now, the public folks have been spot oh, on. I'm yeah.
4: glad we have at least one person on the podcast who listens to Star Wars audiobooks. Oh, yeah.
6: you're, you're welcome. They're amazing. If you have any to recommend, I'd take them. Take your recommendation. Oh, any of the newest ones are mm. the production level is, is really, really good. Um, far, far superior to just reading the books for sure. Yeah. Um, so anyways, with those, that's probably the closest to the idea that I've been having, but my idea is that those have sound effects thrown in, have like John Williams' music thrown in and stuff like that, but not really any of it is specifically designed for the book itself. It's like stock sounds that they use, basically. I mean, it's lightsabers and stuff, but it's stock still, right? Sure. So what I've been wanting to do is to kind of <laughs> bring forth this kind of change in audiobooks where composers or sound designers or whatnot are hired to specifically design things for the book itself. And how how um, immersive that could be with this new 3D audio that we're kind of delving into now with um Spatial Audio and Dolby Atmos and stuff like that. So, um, it kind of all started with a, if you guys want the long story, the long version Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, it started with a special episode of my podcast that I did where we took a chapter from The Lord of the Rings and recreated the whole thing um, from start to finish. So, the whole thing was about an hour and 40 minutes long. We had we did the Council of Elrond scene. So we had, you know, probably more than 15, 16 voice actors that came in, just like fans of the of the 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 work, sure. came in and read different voices. You know, someone was Elrond, someone was Gandalf, someone was et cetera, et cetera, right? Awesome. And everyone did their individual lines and I composed music for it and I added sound effects and all this stuff. Um, to kind of bring it to life, and I have 3D audio tech that I use to to mix it. So it was quite the experience. Um, and my goal has been wanting to do that for an actual book. And I got the the chance and the the amazing opportunity to do some of that for a book for John Howe. If you know who John Howe is, the Tolkien illustrator.
3: Hmm. Absolutely.
6: To- yes. Right, he. uh, I reached out to him and I said, you know, this would be cool for one of your books, and we got chatting, and he got me in contact with his publisher and stuff like that, and so that was released early this year, probably in February. Um, And yeah, he he let me like add sound effects and compose music and all this stuff to it, which was really cool. Um, But then I had this idea for the Kickstarter, which is in a nutshell, an accompaniment. For you reading the lord of the rings books so i'm going to basically be creating this audiobook that i want except it's not going to have the actual text in the recording which means you can read the book and have this audio playing around you so there will be wind blowing there will be music that i've composed you know horse gallops in the distance and ring wraith screaming and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, it'll be specific to each chapter. So, you know, you'll hear a chapter where, you know, they're in the Shire and it's all nice and light. And then there'll be these dark, dark chapters in, in Mordor and stuff like that. So each chapter is going to be specific uh, and designed specifically for that experience. So that's kind of the gist of the idea.
3: Well, it's. It's fascinating to me because i've 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 listened to the dramatized audiobooks
2: where they have a semblance of this, and there's I think they're so fifty fifty. I don't know if that's even fair, maybe it's sixty forty where they're they're awful or they're okay. and I think what you're doing is is I watched your Kickstarter video and when you start layering in all the different Foley work and going out and just recording the wind, I think it's going to be awesome. And it's not, it's real man. And I think it's awesome.
6: I'm super excited for it. And yeah, I'm excited. I mean, if, if you guys have watched the Lord of the Rings movies, which I'm sure you have, um, they
2: they made movies.
6: (laughs) Uh The, uh, I just the, thought this was a cartoon that I saw I whenever I was a kid. Wait a second.
1: <laughs> right.
6: uh, one of my favorite about parts... Photoscope and Ralph
4: Backsheet. <laughs> right, these have books? <laughs>
6: <laughs> one of my favorite parts of that whole film ordeal was the making of I love oh, yeah. watching the making of So, I mean, part of the exciting thing for me is just the process of doing it. I mean, the end product is going to be really cool, but... The process of going out and doing these things and trying to be creative and bring it to life is going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, those probably the most popular dramatized version of the Tolkien books is from is an unofficial one from Phil Dragish, um, who did it a long time ago, like almost ten years ago now. And uh, he just used Howard Shore's music and layered it in. and he did voices like the ones from the movies. But, And it's that's like how I got introduced to Tolkien. So that's really cool. It has like a special place, you know, for me. But what I want to do is so much more than that. You know, I want to compose original music for all 62 chapters. And, you know, we're talking like each chapter is going to be at least half an hour, 40 minutes long. So it's going to be an enormous project. But, um, but yeah, I'm super excited for people to be able to to experience it. And I think it'll be really cool for like, you know, board game nights as well and D and D and stuff and just have it on in the background and stuff like oh, that as it'd well. That would be incredible. For, one
4: one really for big advantage to not having the audiobook, like the text of it being in there, is that it can be used for so many other things or exactly you know, yeah. while while you're driving to work, you could have this
6: epic Theme or whatever that's that's coming from a, a chapter you really like or exactly yeah and i plan on releasing you can see it in the kickstarter but there's tiers where like the main collection has um you know the full thing but you can also have just the music version you can have just the ambient version you can have just the ambient and the sound effects version if you don't want any music in it which is i think could be really cool for D nights you know just to have like you know, yeah. the Shire ambience or to have Moria ambience and stuff like that, you know?
0: So as a person who, uh, kind of picks apart, um, both the like s- scoring and soundtrack for the, the movie and is, uh, composing or trying to compose or composing, uh, the soundscape for the books as well. Is there a or a place that you are most looking forward to designing sounds or themes for
2: and, or that you're maybe saving till last. Cause you, you understand the weight of what it's going to be to tackle that scene or that place to get it right. Is there something that's more, that's daunting?
6: Really, really good questions. Um, I'll answer with a few different answers if that's okay. Yeah. Please. Sure. Um, I'm super, it's in a weird way, I'm probably more excited for the ambience and for the sound effects than I am the music. Um, because the music, I have a lot of really great ideas, and I'm excited for them. But to go out and I'm you know, I'm gonna hunt down a really awesome looking cave somewhere and record Moria, you know, in that cave. And I'm looking forward to that experience a lot. But um, it does sound I would, like a blast. <laughs> I know. And uh, one of the. OK, so if I was to choose something, though, that was. Something a character that I'm most looking forward to. Musically, I would probably have to say. The whole tree beard scenario is going to be my okay. favorite to do, because I love that chapter and um, I love that character. And I have some technology that I want to use. I have this one piece of software that can morph the sounds of creaking logs with oh. a voice and kind of, you know, create an even more tree bird sounding tree bird than we heard in the movies. That's, That's rad. That's amazing. So, yeah, I'm That's super excited actually, for that.
4: Like not to be a, uh, a total pedantic nerd. But that was one of the places where I felt like the movie kind of fell short
6: was with uh, the ants. Right. I think that uh, what's really exciting about this whole project is characters like Tom Bombadil that don't exist in the movies. There's places that we haven't been. There's music that we haven't heard because we just didn't go there before. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. this is going to give me the opportunity to, you know, what are the themes like for Tom Bombadil? What does that sound like? what should treebeard and the other ants really sound like and what i'm really excited for is scenes like uh the treebeard scenario where um treebeard doesn't have to say i i don't have to use any of the actual dialogue from the books to make it sound like there's ants around you sure so that means i can uh, i can dodge any copyright issues at all because I can still have things that sound like ends around you, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So I'm super excited for that, that character. Um, in terms of something daunting, um, let's see. I'm excited, but also a little bit daunted maybe by the Shelob stuff, because that has to be super good. Um, I think that the, the things that might be the most daunting are the things that are very clear in the movies. Mm. And things that were done super well in the movies, right? Like I that have to sense. write a fellowship theme. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. You can't just be, I can't, I can't use those themes. So I've, because I've been analyzing this music on my podcast, I am confident that I can, you know, come with, come up with original material that still feels like that. Um, and, my most excited kind of overall music thing is I want to have a a musical theme that's dedicated to eucatastrophe, which is the big theme in in Tolkien's work, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that, that concept itself could have a theme that kind of weaves its way through the entire uh, three books. So I'd have character themes, but I want to have this one as like a, a conceptual theme, almost, you can say. Yeah. Sure.
2: Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the departure of Boromir since I saw your Kickstarter.
1: Right.
3: Because uh, to me, that would be such a heavy thing to get
6: right. Yeah. Yeah. And then. The questions that I'm most excited to tackle are what will make that scene have the weight that it needs? Is it the music? Is it the lack of music? Is it the sound effects? Is it, you know, we're not, we're not making things like Game of Thrones level gory, but in some moments maybe they should be, you know? Like how much of that am I adding in or taking away to make a moment like that you know, ring true.
3: Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. Such a complex character.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, this,
0: I mean, at the very least, though, this is an incredible, like, thought experiment trying to oh, go through. Oh, goodness, is and, it ever. Like, figure out what exactly is the tone that you're trying to to hit for specific scenes. Because, you know, like, everybody knows, at least, like, scenes straight out of the movies all, all right. of the big scenes like you said the death of boromir uh uh moria um things like that trying to figure out what exactly is going to be like the thing to do to uh, just really strike that tone like you said could it be something that's you know quiet and somber and silent you know stoking in silence and just kind of leaving you in this feeling or whether it's something that should be really visceral and, and complex. It's
6: a fascinating creative process to have to go through. Yeah. It's going to be quite the challenge and it's going to take a lot of, I mean, getting the actual stuff recorded, getting the sound design done, getting the score written is a big amount of work, obviously, but then figuring out how to balance it and how to mix it. Sure. That's going to be a whole other level of, you know, does this, you know, maybe the music is cool and maybe the sounds are cool, but does it, is it effective? Right. Right. So it ends up being basically like a, you know, 62 chapter movie that, you know, if you go by the audiobook length, you know, that's more than 50 hours worth of, of read, um, like reading speed, you know what I mean? So it's going to be at least that much audio. And kind of related to that, I think it's, I, I
0: really love the idea of having the three, like, variable speeds and also designing it in such a way that you don't necessarily have to, like, pace yourself when reading to, like, an extreme degree. You can, with, you know, a slower setting, a medium setting, and a faster setting, the idea of it just being able to, like, comfortably play in the background and... Build tension, release tension, do things in the background,
6: just gonna kind of build this ambiance. Right. And that uh, is, that's the most, the most asked question that I've gotten, which makes sense is, you know, I read this speed, I read that speed, what's gonna happen? And uh, yeah, that's why I have that three speed levels. Now, one of the speeds and the primary speed is gonna be templated to Andy Circus's recording. Okay. Of the audio books. Oh, really? So if you know how technology works, that means that you should be able to figure out what you can do with that. <laughs> sure. Um, but the other ones, yeah. I I, I'm, I mean, I'm a slow reader, so I would love to have one that's like super casual pace, you know, like you're reading a paragraph and, you know, your phone goes off or whatever, but you can keep it rolling and then just go back to it without having to stop. and. And stuff like that. So that's what that's the one that I would probably end up using. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to, to have all of that as options.
3: Well, as of 15 seconds ago, I, uh, I have backed your your Kickstarter.
2: <laughs>
6: Thank you so much. That's awesome. Uh, at, at the executive producer level. Nice. Actually, oh, my gosh. That means that we get to work together. That's <laughs> Sir, you sold me.
1: <laughs>
6: that's amazing.
2: I, so i um tolkien is the Hobbit, right is a uh uh it's a it's a gateway book, right? Yeah, it's the first dip your toes in the water to fantasy, let alone reading in general. and um it was the first book I ever read myself. And, right. you know, and from there, it was, you know, I went from there to the, the trilogy to Unfinished Tales, Sir Giles of Ham, all of those books to Game of Thrones. And now I'm a, a, one of the four co-hosts on a geek podcast that's been going for nine <laughs> years. Yeah. There you so go. Th- Tolkien is special to me. And this is I have never read Tolkien this way. Right. Yeah. And. Um, I haven't been excited for Tolkien in a long time. And so this is cool.
6: I'm, I'm super thankful and I'm really excited to, to give people this experience. And I feel like it's my whole goal with this and it, yeah, my whole goal with this is to give people the, if you want to say official canon version of the story as a movie, as much as it can be, because I, feel like there's you know the music is something that the movies do that the book can't do on its own right absolutely so this is an opportunity to take you know obviously the best version of the story that we can and give it all of that accompaniment that it deserves and um you know a little behind the scenes tidbit that I'll share with you guys is that you know my dream obviously is to be able to one day go to the publishers of, you know, Lord of the Rings or to, you know, any fantasy book or anything and say, now that I have this project done, I can show them it and say, you know, check this out. People like it. All you have to do is is let me attach it to your existing audiobook, and then it's ready to go.
4: Well, I, I genuinely feel like what you are doing here in some ways is, is almost inventing a whole new genre of art. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, You're, you're taking something that, that already exists. I mean, soundscapes have, have been a part of, of Dungeons and Dragons and things for a long time. And you occasionally get it as, as background to a good audiobook. Um, And obviously mm-hmm. you have soundtracks for film, but to, to create a separate soundscape that you can listen to while you read. Right is just it's deliciously analog
2: in a way mm-hmm. that i really like that that
4: excites me
2: if only yeah, you it, could get this to joe on vinyl it would be the only <laughs> way to make it <laughs> i would deg- need like
6: that would be my, decadently analog how You're many how many vinyls was, would seriously. i need i would need like 62 vinyls at least one per chapter
4: <laughs> it would be my only it'd be my entire vinyl collection it would I be would, your vinyl collection
2: hey i'm yeah. i'm is pretty innovative, too. As, like I, as, just... ex- as the newest executive producer, what I <laughs> if we could make a move on that all vinyl edition, that would be <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, hey,
4: kids, I know what we're gonna do today. Yeah. Final. Yeah.
2: Well, and it yeah, it 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 uh, it does a whole new meaning to that meme where like you invite people over for a gender reveal, but you open the box and it's actually the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's the extended <laughs> edition. The doors are closed. There's nothing you can do. It's a whole new. Everybody comes downstairs. They sit down and make them a cocktail. I pull out some vinyl. What's this? Chapter one of Fellowship.
1: Only chapter one. (laughs) And
2: now I'll be reading aloud.
1: (laughs)
6: Uh, You know, you just you just uh, you just triggered an, an idea that I had somehow never thought of. With this project, but you could totally do. Uh, like live presentation readings like that.
0: Oh, absolutely.
6: Absolutely. Make for a
2: great Twitch stream. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That would yeah. be so cool. Wow! It would make for a great open mic night at a coffee house or a martini yeah. bar. Log
6: that away. Comedy and club. That's a Dude, genius idea.
2: I would love to be in a, like a swanky martini bar and read like <laughs> Flotsam and Jetsam.
6: Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Now you just gotta you gotta be the last person to go of the night. Oh, absolutely! And then and then you start the Treebird chapter, and it's like two and a half hours long. <laughs> and you're singing and in Antish and stuff, and it's just never ending. The
2: oh, well, the only pause is when I have to change when I have to flip the vinyl over and put it
1: <laughs> on the
2: record player. <laughs>
6: oh man, like an Andy Kaufman.
2: It's very Kaufman esque.
6: That's hilarious. Well, to, to give you guys a little bit of a preview as well of what my, you know, this is going to take like, my, well, my due date is next March. So it's going to take a year whether or not I want it to or not. So sure um, my goal after that is, you know, it, it could go in a few different ways. I don't know what opportunities this could spawn, but um, assuming that it doesn't spawn any new opportunities from anything else. I My next goal after this is to do the Silmarillion and the Hobbit as the next collection. Ooh, okay. And it would it would take a lot of research and a lot of testing to know if this would be successful or not. But I would love to do the Game of Thrones, the Song of Ice and Fire books. Because that would be like a whole different level of, you know, <laughs> kind of visceral kind of... It'd be an entirely experience. different experience, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And you know, that would be really, really cool to do, but the audience I'm not sure. We'll see what House of the Dragon does to the audience. Um well but I don't know if it's there yet, so um It is there for Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to find it yet then, because I'm deep in the Tolkien world, but I'm not well, the, sir, uh, you've come to the right place. There you go. How so, cool uh, would that be? But it, it would be like this, but like times five at least, unless he gets the next book done. So, and I don't know if you read New Dresden files. Oh, I've, I've read all but the newest one. And yeah. that is so funny that you mentioned that, because when I originally started doing this, my original test of concept was from a five-minute section of changes really and uh i had like have have we all read changes are we am i going to spoil stuff if i mention things no you're good to go okay so in that book i'm the, the the stories all blend together for me but in that book the scene that i did is like the building is being like torn down around him basically um and he like he he essentially does all the damage there but um It's that scene where he goes in and he's like, you know, blowing up walls and stuff like that. And in the sample, you can hear it all, you know, exploding all around you and stuff like that. Because that audiobook, the narrator is just so perfect for it that I mean, of of any series that I've listened to, that one is like perfect and ready for this concept if only i could get permission <laughs> <laughs> sure right but that's the that's the goal with this if this if this kickstarter is successful then i can go to you know audiobook publishers and say check this out it's obviously people like it and they want it so you know you don't even have to redo the audiobook you just have to give me permission to use the audio that you already have and then you can release an enhanced edition
1: Mm -hmm.
6: i think it feels like a slam yeah feels like a no-brainer on their part i know (laughs) and that's what's blowing my mind about it and why i was like okay i'm just gonna do a kickstarter because clearly i'm not gonna get permission from anyone so i'm just gonna go for it do it through this like not having the actual text on there but when it's done it's a huge like you know card to to be able to go to someone and say look I've done all this work, people like it. How are you not releasing audiobooks this way? Let's let's be the official
2: soundscape for X property. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty yeah. damn cool, man. And like I said, I think this is like
0: this is a really innovative concept. Like like you said, they they Touch on stuff like this a little bit in well formed audiobooks, but this is a very unique take on, uh, I guess, ambiance uh, and sound design for audiobooks and narration.
6: Right. And it's, it's exactly how you just said it there. You know, like Star Wars does it the best out of anyone right now, but they're still, and like I listen to the Star Wars books all the time. True. And I I can even tell that they're scared to go for it. And I don't know who it is Which that's blows scared, my mind at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing over there, to be well, honest. I don't like know how we're not going before, for it. Right. And so yeah, exactly. You know, you've got
4: it, yeah. studio executives who are like, ah, it's new. I'm not sure I want to do it. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Dork. And I've done it like <laughs> like I said, with my with my tests and stuff, I've done versions where the narrator is in there and there's sound effects and stuff like that. And because we have this 3D audio tech from Dolby Atmos now, like it doesn't get in the way of the, of the narrator. So that's not an issue. And the best thing is that you can just release it in a normal stereo audio form and anyone with any pair of headphones can experience it. So there's literally nothing stopping them there's no formatting or anything that needs to be changed. That's so cool.
3: Yeah, it's all just waiting to be used. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I feel like we're all just taking it
2: in for a second. I know. I'm like <laughs> absorbing. I'm, like, I'm imagining
4: like... myself on the playground. I used to. There was a. I grew up in a small town of like 200 people and there was mm-hmm. a uh a slide in the middle of the playground that was you know like two stories tall and you'd you'd climb the ladder up there and what i would do is instead of sliding down the slide i would bring my book with me and sit at the top and and i would read up there yeah and i just i'm picturing if i you know in 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 the late 90s early 2000s was sitting up there with my sony walkman or whatever discman probably uh listening to a soundscape while reading the lord of the rings I don't even know what I, I mean. That's such an exciting idea to me.
6: It's a game yeah, exactly. changer. And that's yeah. the thing is that so many people, you know, they'll listen to Andy Circus or they'll listen to Rob Inglis or, you know, whoever is narrating whatever book that you like. And everyone will always have some little gripe about it, you know, about the way that it was read. But if mm-hmm. it's you reading, then you're good.
3: the, Hmm. Damn it. <laughs> I've I've already
2: there's been four or five things said in the last hour that are each one of them is a tagline that would get a different shark in the shark tank to bite. <laughs>
6: <laughs> in a um, good way or a
2: bad way? In there a great go. way. Um <laughs> uh you you when you just said there uh you know Everybody has a gripe about a narrator, the way he says things, but if you're the one reading, you're good. Like yeah. Mark Mark Cuban just made you an offer. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think I think Rob you said a unique take on ambiance and that's fucking you couldn't have hit a nail harder. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. a decadently analog was said <laughs> and it's it's not wrong. It is that is it's almost borderline indulgent to think that I could sit outside on a spring day where I'm actually hearing birds chirp
3: while listening to, uh, while I'm in the Shire. Right. That's, That's
2: you awesome. throw in like a, like a, a Hedrick's Midsummer Solstice and Tonic. <laughs> my dudes i uh, day. Yeah, uh, yeah i'm not doing anything leave, else the rest leave of leave me
4: a, <laughs>
1: leave me
6: be leave me fucking be the awesome thing too is that with this you know with um with covid and everything being online and stuff like that the kind of tendency towards uh, people wearing headphones is is even more common um you know to consume netflix or disney plus or anything like people are wearing headphones so that means that this immersive tech people don't need a 5.1 setup because they're listening through headphones anyways yeah so there's the technology has had to be kind of brought about in a way where it doesn't matter what device you have it'll still work it'll still be 3D and, and and it'll work on that. So I'm just taking that opportunity and trying to build the best out of it that I can, basically.
3: I think you got something, man. I hope so. I'm uh, <laughs> uh,
2: rooting for you. Uh, we I, I let's I'm going to do everything I can to get this Kickstarter successful. So. Yeah, we'll Thank pass you. this around.
6: Absolutely. That would be amazing for sure.
2: Uh, at the end of every show. Uh, we kind of kick around, uh, you know, what we've been geeking on this week, and as our guest, you get the choice to go first or last. I will let you all go first, and then okay. I'll see what I can add. Okay. Uh, so, Joe, what you been geeking on this week?
4: I uh, I have continued my quest through Phineas and Ferb, and I have completed it. My man. Yeah. Oh, well, for the most part, I've got a couple of movies left to watch, but uh, it's really good, and I've really enjoyed it. It's been a really, really pleasant couple of weeks making my way through uh, through summer with uh, with those kids.
2: Uh, Sanjit, Baljeet. Baljit, Baljeet. Doctor Baljit. I, I love the, him
4: uh, in the second dimension.
2: Uh, I also have you. I think it might have been a movie, is the one where they have the uh there's like a big. Like geeks or nerd convention at a oh, like, yes. local mall. It's and, definitely like, a it's, special. It's sci fi versus fantasy. And mm-hmm. I think Phineas and Ferb find themselves on opposite sides.
4: Yep. <laughs> Just
2: because they chose those costumes that day as opposed to their other costumes. Right. And it might, it's one of those episodes where um, uh, Ferb like gyms the camera and speaks eloquently about the dichotomy of man. Yes. <laughs> like what the fuck?
4: <laughs>
2: it's one of the things that makes that show
4: so great. Yep. But I enjoyed it. And I I enjoyed the uh uh you know the 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 romantic kiss that was finally built to and uh that was wonderful. Um although it it feels weird to be almost 32 and and watching a children's show, and then they skip forward ten years into the future, and and two kids finally decide to date or whatever. But I don't know. Terry loves love. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I
2: hear you. Yeah, fucking hear you, man. So I, I enjoyed, it. and love. I
4: I really enjoyed the uh, the the series finale was fantastic. The uh, I watched the um, the second dimension movie, whatever that is that that gets referenced in one of the later episodes of season four. Um, it's just great. It's really, really enjoyable um i, I don't know i I have nothing bad to say about that show, I don't think at this point so uh yeah if you if you have Disney plus and you would like some light entertainment in these awful days, just uh go grab yourself some Phineas and Ferb. It's really, really wonderful hmm. so uh Rob, how about you? what are you geeking on this week
0: uh well, I have been getting back. Orwell. Um, Yeah, George. Well, he was really great with grenades. Um, I have been uh, back into assembling some of my Warhammer miniatures and trying to get caught up on my Mm. backlog of minis that need to be assembled and primed and painted and stuff. So I've been doing quite a bit of that. And in addition to that, I have been going through and delving into Warhammer 40k lore uh, and have been. You fucking sadist. I know. And I've been doing everything in my it's taken like every ounce of like discipline that I could possibly muster to not just like pull the trigger on like, oops, I own a bunch of Warhammer 40k (laughs) minis now. Guess I'm playing this game too. So,
4: <laughs> been there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's been a lot of fun though. Uh, the bog orcs or are, are, are finally uh, coming along. I've got oh uh, probably a couple thousand points of them now, so I'll be able to play pretty much any army size that I want. And there are just a few other pieces that I want that will hopefully uh, just be capstone pieces for that army. And I'll be able to just say that I'm done buying minis for th- the, that army specifically for now. So we'll see that probably <laughs> won't be the case though.
2: Uh, Ryan, what about you? Um, look, it's a uh, baseball season. Uh, we're back in all facets. Uh, went to the Cubs home opener uh, last week. That's why I wasn't on the show. And mm-hmm. um you we got a great we got a great victory. Cubs are 3 and 2. We got a new rookie, uh Seya Suzuki, who uh is just killing the baseball. Uh and then at a local level, my uh my my pony league baseball team, we just had our second practice and um fuck it's Feels good so to be early. it's good to be back with the uh, with those with those young men uh playing baseball at their uh, they're, uh it's just exciting. It's that time of year. So, mm-hmm.
4: is this uh, uh, is this a different team than than last year? Is this the first time you're coaching kids that aren't your own?
2: So this is um, this is a lot of the same kids from last year, right? And then some new ones. Um, this is the first year that we had to hold uh, tryouts. So um, there were that many, or there were that many and it's just, that's the league. Um, they want a, uh, where in the years previous, it was all about like, uh, parody. Right. Yeah. Well, and it was, so we're, we, you know, we're not gonna have like a, a good team and a bad team. It's going to be a draft. So I get to pick, you get to pick, I get to pick, you get to pick. Right. And so the teams are fairly even. Uh, this is basically junior high, uh, baseball. um, so they want like a legitimate A team, B team. And if there's enough players, a C team. Nice. And so some of the kids that we coached the last since they've been, you know, they're 13. We've been coaching them since they were six. Some of them just didn't make the cut. So that was bittersweet. But that's. That's 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 athletics. That's, that's number sports. That's number wing. <laughs> that's number wing. So but I, uh, Macklin did make the A team. So nice and uh i wasn't part of his tryout so he made it uh i didn't put him on the team he earned it he played well he hits he's hitting the ball pretty well this year so yeah um but no it's just fun we played in the rain it was raining the day but fuck it we had practice and uh slid around in the mud and uh apparently everybody that had to slide in the home plate today it was a fun i guess that checks out Nice. I guess every, every ball in the outfield had to be caught while you were diving for it today. <laughs> so, I, re- I get that. I respect it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so, Jordan, it's, uh, it's up to you. What have you been gigging on this week?
6: Uh, I've been trying to have some stuff that's unrelated completely to, to all my Tolkien and, and kind of Star Wars stuff. So what I've been doing is I found this older, I think it finished in like twenty thirteen this old podcast that uh goes issue by issue through the Fantastic Four comics. Nice. So I will open one of those up on Marvel Unlimited and kinda read along while they kinda go through it. And that's been pretty awesome uh kind of history through the through those comics and uh yeah it's just a fun time, unrelated to anything else that uh that I'm working on. So it's it's a good time. Nice. It's awesome. Have you, uh, right.
4: have you indulged in any
3: Moon
2: Knight?
6: I've watched the first two episodes and it's a good time so
3: far. Nice.
2: I own one Fantastic Four comic. Which one? It's in my hand right now. Um, I don't know. Let's see here. It's uh, Mr. Fantastic is on the ground and Namor is standing over him with his trident.
6: <laughs> What's the number in the top corner in the well, right side?
2: Uh, 247. Oh, there you go! Nice. I couldn't. Uh, it's in, it's in, it's an Italian. It's the only thing my parents ah. went to Italy. The only thing they came back with was fantastici quattro. <laughs> <That's
1: awesome.
6: laughs> yeah, I've, um, I've, I've been really enjoying the. Uh, I really like the super old school comics, and I like the history of it all. So it's kind of a fun thing to to go back into. And every time Marvel comes out with one of these new shows, it makes me want to go. You know. Back and get the original run of comics for that character. So I was definitely looking at some first runs of Moon Knight right uh, today. So, yeah.
2: Somewhere okay. in here, I've got it's clobber in time, but in Italian.
0: <laughs> We're going to have to learn what that is. And so I so had not
2: f- I had not thought about that until right now. And I am <laughs> frantically thumbing through this for <laughs> the scene where he's obviously saying it.
6: the podcast i'm listening to literally has like an ongoing count of like how many times when he when it started and then how many times that line has been said and how many times flame on has been said (laughs) yeah
0: it's a fun drinking (laughs) game.
6: there you go yeah Yeah, it's a good time. I wish there was more podcasts that went through other series one by one like that. That'd be so cool. Absolutely. I think, well, uh, I think
3: where where can people find you?
6: Oh, I have a few different things. My Music of Middle Earth podcast is uh, available on all podcast stuff. That's where I, as I have a bunch of podcasts that I run that kind of explore music and sound design. Uh, like I have music of Star Wars, Star Wars Sound Design, music of Ice and Fire, all these podcasts, but the music of Middle Earth and Star Wars Sound Design are the two that I uh, give the most attention to, so those are all up everywhere and uh, if you're interested in the Kickstarter uh, I have a Facebook page, A Long Expected Soundscape but you can also just find it on Kickstarter and uh, if, totally unrelated, but if anyone is interested in some uh, geek fandom art, then you should head over to Four Cats Boutique on Etsy, and that's uh, I, I run that with a friend, and we do a bunch of uh, you know Star Wars and Lord of the Rings art and stuff like that. So, four yeah, cats like F O R F O U R. So it's, it's Four Cats Boutique, f- the number four and cats with a K. Four Cats Boutique.
4: I'm glad I asked. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah, it's not super intuitive, but uh but yeah, we've got uh we've been we actually had a huge Christmas uh because we made a couple Wheel of Time things. Oh and, nice. Uh, oh it. man, it was every other day someone wanted a Wheel of Time thing. So we were on the bandwagon with that for sure. But there's a lot of cool Star Wars stuff. We actually uh you guys might like this. We uh my friend just figured out how to make these um tolkien bookmarks that are the actual shape of anduril
3: and <laughs> nice. so it's
6: like it's like a canvassy kind of sword and it's got like you know it looks like anduril and uh yeah it just fits nicely in your book so we have one of those for uh for anduril and for the master sword so that's kind of outstanding cool. oh i'm looking at that now that's pretty awesome i'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it is pretty cool <laughs> Yeah. We've been doing a lot of those and a lot of stickers and, uh, you know, there's art prints and stuff like that too. There's some Zelda ones that we just finished yesterday um, that we were excited to get out. So
2: do you have anything game of Thrones? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, I was just, if you don't, uh, I was going to say, do just do house Tully. It's only, <laughs> an only, an
6: only house Tully. See, I do have, uh, I do have three different houses up there but it is not House Tully. Although someone, someone did ask for House Greyjoy at one point. So Yeah. But yeah, we have uh, we have like the Stark and, and Baratheon and Targaryen. And then we do have a sticker collection of Game of Thrones stuff, but no House Tully because... Uh, shocker!
5: <laughs> hey everyone, Nico here. And as always, we just want to take a minute to thank all those degenerates, ne'er-do-wells, and supporters who make this ill-fated machine stumble to the finish line. We could not do it without you, for better or worse. So thank you, as always, to Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Jesse G. Laterno, Lotta Bartova, Kelly Shuttleward, the Poly Nerds, the K-Man, Quentin Quatrain, my man Dan Shale, Randy the Bang Bus, Bang Bus, hapless Sam McGillicuddy, Churchill Dowds, I don't know if that's their official website, that might be porn. Rose Rosenstein, Sandy Hornblower, <laughs> that's a Grumpkin's flight right there. That's from, what is that, Charleston? Um, Pinkert Hagers, we've got Jew Dave, which is Dave the Fish, Girl from Their Ways, Three Finger Emily, we love all of you. Get in on the action. You know where to follow us. If not, Joe will tell you. I'm not reading that name because that's not a real person, but the rest of you are. We love you. Thank you as always. Check this.